Welcome to the Bitter Grapes Podcast, where two disgruntled ex-Christians bitch about growing up in the church. Hey, Andy. What's up, Nova? How you doing? Doing great in the half hour that we took yeah. as a break. <laughs> Something like that. A um, lot accomplished. Oh, yeah. You're doing your nails. Yep. That's going to be like the running trend. Trimming my claws for battle. <laughs> I played Animal Crossing. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, so we were going to talk about Xenos. Yes. Well, now it's called Dwell, which is funny Is it really? To me. Yeah, it's, it has a new name. Did you not hear about this? The other rebranding. Of probably because everyone knows they're a cult. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I never, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that would make sense because since everything that happened when I tried Xenos out... Since that, the only encounter for, with anyone from that place that I had was when I was writing one of them a parking ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. What do you want to know? Well, so, because my experience with Xenos was later, so we'll start with yours. Okay. Because um, you started because Jared was going, right? Yes. Okay. And why did he start going? Was it someone at school, if I remember correctly? Most of his friends were actually Xenos kids. Okay. So a lot of it was them trying to win him over. Of course. I mean, they, they kind of had the same approach to winning the Lost as we did, getting friends yeah. to come to youth group. Yeah. They were just more abrasive about it than we were. Because I didn't give a fuck if people didn't come to Vineyard. Because mm -hmm. back then I was like, oh, well, you're missing out on a really good fucking time. Yeah. But... So, his friends reached out to me, and they're like, hey, we know that you go to Vineyard, but, like, would you be opposed to coming one night a week just to get Jared to come? Mm -hmm. So, the, given that it was presented to me in that way, I was like, well, yeah, sure, you know, as long as it's not Saturday nights. Yeah. And they're like, no, it would be Tuesday nights. Oh, that works out great. Yeah. So, you know, you go, and... They, I mean, they also had home church on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. So either way, my time at Vineyard was not being impacted. Mm -hmm. We went to home church one Sunday night with Jared's friends. And, you know, everyone, like, I hadn't even really introduced myself to people yet. But there were a couple people that I knew. And they were all like, oh, my God, Andy, it's so good to see you. How are you? Let's go outside and smoke a cigarette really mm -hmm. quick. And I remember that being the thing that won me. Because... I know when you and I would sneak out to smoke cigarettes, we were having to sneak out in the cover of darkness to do it. We weren't that sneaky. I was. Because people would go tell grandma. Oh, yeah. So I had to be. And also, some of the adult leaders had smelled it on me before. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, we get it. You're getting up there. You're going to be aging out soon. Don't be so public about it. Don't come in smelling like an ashtray. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got that talk. Mm -mm. But I did, and it was enough to make me run off with my tail between my legs. Aww. And then from then on out, unless it was daylight savings time, I was not going outside during service hours. Okay. So, you know, I was really won over by that. I was like, wow, the, the adults are here and they're letting the kids smoke? What? Okay. Shit, it's lit. And... Literally. Yes, literally. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. I knew I kept you around for a reason. It's all the puns. That's what this show is. It's sex and puns. 
We need to change the name. Change the fucking name. <laughs> no! Sex and puns. It's awesome. No, but, like, and then seeing how everyone, like, even not just Jared's friends, but, like, the adults and mm-hmm. the college kids that were helping oversee the group... Mm-hmm. seeing them get really buddy-buddy with Jared and him actually engage with them in a way that he didn't at Vineyard with us. I was just like, as the book that we're going to discuss later, as every young woman's battle told me, mm-hmm. that was the one, that was like the first moment I really felt like a cheerleader for Jared. I felt genuinely excited for him. Yeah. And I wanted more of that. I think that was kind of like a high that I wanted to chase and I wanted to feel that happiness for him again. Mm-hmm. So when they asked me if I would come back, I was like, well, yeah, I don't see why not. Well, I was talking to an adult leader at uh, CT, Central Teaching, where yeah. all the home churches came together. Mm-hmm. And she asked what my relationship with Jared was. I don't think people understood that first night. Okay. But I told her, Jared and I are boyfriend and girlfriend. We've been together for, at that time, that was like right after Christmas, so January, February. By that point, he and I had been together about six, seven months. Oh, The first time. <laughs> and she was like, oh, so it, so are you, you don't go to Vineyard? No, I do. But, well, but he's an atheist. Yeah, we, we don't take issue with that as as heavily i guess mm-hmm. and she started quoting the bible verse about being unequally yoked and yeah the ramifications real world that that come that comes with that and i was like well you know i'm in high school people grow things change and she was like well i respect that but people who are atheists don't tend to and that flew right in the face of everything that Vineyard taught me. Right. Because Vineyard literally gets their bread and butter off of converting people. So then, wait a second. Putting two and two together here. Mm-hmm. If the atheists won't convert, who are they going to convert? Right. So what they're saying is, we just want to steal Christians from other churches. Yeah. Well, my mind is blown. That was that was what I gathered from it, because if she knew that he wasn't going to change his mind, mm-hmm. why was she taking an interest in me? Yeah. So, you know, I took it with a grain of salt until I realized she was one of our adult leaders at our home church. Okay. And I knew, as soon as I realized this was going to be a recurring issue, I started to get a little uneasy. Mm-hmm. I gave Jared a heads up about it. I was like, hey... <laughs> You know that lady that said hi to you on the way out? She is not a fan of me dating you. And he's like, well, fuck her. What do I care? I'm sure to see my friends. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so that's why they're not going after you. Because they already know they're not. It's not even the atheist thing at this point. It's that you've made it clear you're here to socialize. Mm-hmm. Fine. Whatever. So, you know, we continue going. We continue having fun. And there was one day I was straightening up. Jared's bedroom while I was waiting on him to get home from a job interview. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have school that day. I think it was, like, the last day of spring break or something. Yeah. Or, no, it was the day before spring break, and they let us out early because he was going to Myrtle Beach with us. And I noticed that he had, like, there was a folded-up piece of paper. And my nosy ass just looked at it. Mm-hmm. And it was things like, it was, some, it was like a T-chart that, because we made one, too. 
but mine was we did the guys and the girls did different things. His, What's a T chart? Like comparisons. Okay. Or like a graph pro, of sorts. Pro con, pro con. Things that you're thankful for, things that you wish would be different, things that you want God to work with you on. Okay. Things like that. And he like he he said that I was something he was thankful for. Oh. Things that he wished were different were like he wished he had a job and a car. Mm-hmm. And then things that he wished God would help him with, he said anger and depression. So for me, that was like a glimpse into the mind of Jared. Yeah. And I was like, part of me took that as him acknowledging that there might be an angry man upstairs that can help him with something. Mm-hmm. And, and I was I was cool with that. Well, that night was CT mm-hmm. at at Xenos or whatever it's called now, allegedly. <laughs> Still mind fucked by that, but whatever. Jared's friend shows up and Jared or Jared and I are both walking out to the truck and his friend goes, no, Andy, uh, one of the adults is actually coming to get you. Like we're, we're all here. What difference? Well, no, she wants to see you. Okay. So we're going to call her D. Okay. So he said, D is on her way to come get you. D shows up and D and I take a different way. Like she didn't want to even be near Jared's friend's truck. Like, they went left out of the neighborhood, we went right. Okay. And she was like, you know, Andy, it's been brought to my attention that you and Jared are sexually active. Who's, who care? Who, what is that to you, lady? So, and I, like, I got quiet and I was like, no. I lied, you know. And she goes, well, you know, if, she was like, the information that I've gotten I just need to advise you that if your relationship with Jared is going to continue to any capacity, we are not welcoming you back. Okay, well, that's fine. And I was really embarrassed. Yeah. Because I don't know who told her that. To this day, I still don't. Hmm. And I went off on just about anybody that would listen, really. And, um... You know... It got around. Jared didn't even sit with me at service that night. He sat with the boys. His boys. Okay. And I sat alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck did that... What What did, What just happened? Yeah. So, I texted my mom. And I said, can you come get me? Jared followed me out and we rode with my mom. And mom asked what happened. I told her and Jared's eyes get really big and he whips his head over and he goes, what the hell happened? And I said, D confronted me about you and I sleeping together. So my mom, on Cleveland Avenue, <laughs> U-turned to go back to Xenos and confront D, and said, yes, Jared spends the night. They are in my house. Nothing goes on. Yeah. I know my mom knew. But mom's point was it's none of her business. Yeah. And mom said, you know, D, with all due respect... Miranda is not a member of this church. I am not comfortable with you taking her alone on a car trip to confront her about her sex life, if there even is one. And Dee said, well, my remarks stand. If she's going to continue dating Jared, she's not welcome here. Which still makes, like, no logical sense to me. No, none. So, you know, I was embarrassed and I was angry. And I'm asking Jared, like, who did you tell? Who told? It just became this witch hunt. 
Mm -hmm. And I started like, there was this one girl that was part of our group who I'm still really good friends with. I've known her since we were 12 years old, grew up in the same neighborhood. I texted her first. I'm like, why the fuck would you tell D about me and Jared? And she was like, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about, but you need to calm down and you need to back off. Like, I, I evidently really struck a nerve with her. Okay. Because she was like, Andy, me and the guy I'm seeing have been having sex for two years. Why would I rat you out? Okay. Oh, like, whatever. Well, so during all of this, this evidently, this, not evidently, this eventually <laughs> became a fight between Jared and I for the remainder of that week. Okay. Because mind you, CT's on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Thursday, Jared had had enough. He was like, Andy, I don't understand why you're so upset about this. It's done and over with. We don't have to go back there. And we were in the hallway, and I'm, like, counting off the reasons why I'm upset, right? So, like, I'm touching my right finger to my left finger, and I'm counting, and I'm forcing my finger off of the finger I'm counting from. Mm -hmm. When I got to the third reason that I was upset and I flicked my finger off, I bipped him in the nose. And he goes, you just hit me. We're done. That was the first time Jared and I ever broke up. Okay. And that was also right after, or that was like right before, again, right before all of spring break. Mm -hmm. And that was the night that I was at his house getting my stuff and I found that note. Okay. So we worked things out. He went to South Carolina with us for spring break. Everything was great. He went to prom with me. And then the, the D Xenos shit came up again. Okay. Because D asked why Jared wasn't coming back. Well, I wonder why. And I explained to her, you know, you told us that if we're going to continue dating, I'm not welcome back. Well, he is, you're not. Okay. And I went off on Jared for it like a dumbass. Like, it's not Jared's fault. 26-year-old Andy can look at 17-year-old Andy and be like, dude, you were being a bitch. Stop. Yeah. You won. So we ended up breaking up over it. Again. <laughs> and this time, like, it was done, done, done. Because he started dating his sister-in-law's sister. Okay. And they were together for like two months and she cheated on him. And that led to the clusterfuck of us being on again, off again, off again, on again, on again, on again. Okay. Thanks to Xenos. Thank you, Xenos! So, you know, and of course in the midst of all of that, let's bring Vineyard into it. Yeah. Because I was not secretive. I like, I was on Facebook, like, home church was great. And a bunch of people that used to be Vineyard kids were like, are you talking about Xenos? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I go to Ace Home Church. And they were like, dude, when did you start coming? That's awesome. And then it started getting around at Vineyard that, oh, Andy's exploring other churches. Right. And one of the admins approached me mm -hmm. and said, what's this I hear about you exploring churches, specifically Xenos? And I was like, if it gets Jared to go, since, you know, some of your prized possession students like to make my life a living hell for dating an atheist. And she was like, well, which prized possession student are you even talking about? Hillary Faye. Yeah. And she was like, wait a minute, what did Hillary Faye do? Oh, she did not care about Well, Hillary Faye likes to throw Bible verses around as soon as she sees Jared come in. And then she gives him the cold shoulder and snubs the shit out of him, making yeah. him not want to come back here. She makes my life a living hell when all I'm trying to do is do the fucking announcements and help fucking teach. Yeah. Again, I was more PG back then, but the feelings were the same. <laughs> and admin was like, well, 
I would just advise you to not be all over Facebook if you're going to be a student leader and student intern being public about exploring other churches, especially Xenos. And I asked her why, like, three fucking times. Why Why was it especially Xenos? Mm. She would never tell me, but, you know, Miss Thing never told me anything. See, I heard the story once, but I can't regurgitate it well. You never heard the story? About Miss Thing? No, about Xenos and Vineyard. Oh, go for it. Uh, Bailey and Sydney used to talk about it when they were our middle school breakout group leaders. Mm-hmm. But, because I remember Bailey talking about a guy that went to Xenos and she was really pissed at him for it. And okay. I was like, wait, why are we upset at this? And Sydney said, because Xenos is a cult. Yep. And then I said, and then oh. Bailey said, well, they think we're a cult. Yeah, so the bits and pieces I remember, granted, this was like seven, eight years ago. Um,. I'm going to be filing my nails for the duration of this, by the way. Oh, fun. Well, that makes me feel less shitty about vaping. Um, <laughs> I got to sharpen my claws, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rona! I know. Get I know. the Lysol! I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> no, um, where was I? You heard a story. Not... I heard a story. I heard a rumor. Have you watched that? Um, fucking... Umbrella Academy? No. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, I heard a rumor that um, there was so, there was a falling out between leadership back in, like, the 90s. It was, it was the 90s, you see. Um, bet- and I think it was about Holy Ghost shit. Like, I think it was about... Um, it was a combination of the music and the waiting on the Holy Spirit type stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a schism. Um, see, I'm ju- like I remember the the high points. I remember the high points, but I can't remember how everything came together. I'm gonna have to do some research on this. I can probably find somebody who knows. Um, Anyone who has info on why Vineyard and Xenos or Dwell hate each other, please let us know. Yeah. I oh I think I made us an email. You start talking, I'll check on the email. What am I talking about? Um, keep going about uh, Xenos and, and vineyard shenanigans. Yeah, because you were you were getting something and then I interrupted. No, so you know Miss Thing was like, if you're gonna continue to church hop, don't be so public about it on Facebook, especially if you still have an active interest in being a student leader here. Which you know I, from a job standpoint. I understand that now as an adult, like if you have a job somewhere, you're not going to be on Facebook where you're friends with your supervisor and your coworkers being like, take this job and shove it. Anyone who's hiring, interview me today. Yeah. So I understand that. But again, student leadership, internship, we weren't getting paid. Right. So why would it matter other than influence? Yeah. And I mean... But they didn't want to say that because they didn't want us to get big heads. Of course, because we had power, but uh, only if we didn't realize it. Right. Well, in in that moment, in that instance, the only power I had would have been to interest a a vineyard kid Mm -hmm. into church hopping. Yeah. Which, I'm here to say, Hillary Fay was the queen of church hopping even before we got to high school. Uh So, put that card back in the deck, Miss Thing. But, you know, so I, again, with all things church, I went to grandma and I was like, grandma, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. I stay at this church and everyone treats Jared like shit. Mm -hmm. 
I go to this church where Jared has a shot at belonging, mm-hmm. and I'm chastised for it by my church. And, you know, Grandma was like, well, you have a choice to make. And that, you know, that was like one of the few times that Grandma kind of washed her hands of it. Because, mm-hmm. and I saw Grandma's point. Grandma was like, you're getting to be an adult. Mm. You can't just pick a church because I tell you it's a good church or because your mom hates that church. You need to pick a church because it works for you and whoever you're with. Mm-hmm. Because in real world, one day you're going to get married and you and your husband will have to pick a church that works for both of you. Yeah. Which, heh, I'm marrying an atheist. <laughs> but, you know, Grandma's opinion was more or less, fuck Miss Thing. Yeah. Miss Thing's opinion on how I felt about church hopping was less than shit. So, it was just, I, I never understood it. And to this day, I still, I, I don't think I do. So, um, first, we do have an email. I double-checked that. Ooh. It is bittergrapespodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, yes, we have an email now. Um, it I... is lit. <laughs> yes. Bittergrapespodcast at gmail.com. I listen to enough other podcasts to know to put on podcast voice when you uh, are saying a, the, the, the email. There we go. I can talk. Words are hard. It's okay. Words are hard. So I was wondering, because you said he's an atheist, so what are you after all of this? I'd like to think that there is some type of a higher power. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes refer to it as the universe. Okay. Like, I've gotten very hippie about my beliefs. Okay. Like, I catch myself every once in a while, like... My grandfather was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer in 29, no, 2018, in May, June of 2018, mm-hmm. and he died in January of 2019. I remember the first night that, the first night I heard that grandpa was in the hospital, I was actually at Rock on the Range, Sonic Temple, whatever the fuck that's called now, since we're all about renaming fucking everything. I know. I'm not even Andy anymore. Just call me Karen. It's fine. Um, okay, Karen. Fuck off. <laughs> I didn't think you were actually going to bite. Um, so, mom wasn't going to tell me. Okay. Because Sonic Temple was my Christmas present from her. Mm. It was the day after Sonic Temple. So, Monday morning, my mom calls me and she's like, hey, come to Mount Carmel East. Grandpa's here. And... I walked in, he was in his bed, he was all comfy cozy, throwing quarters into the bedpan and fucking around. <laughs> and, you know, I saw on his wristband, do not resuscitate. He had the DNR wristband mm-hmm. from hell. And the one of the nurses came in to give him a breathing treatment, which that was the norm because my grandpa had emphysema, COPD, chronic bronchitis, and cardiomyopathy. Okay. So he had an, an enlarged heart and an irregular heartbeat. It was pretty fun to be Rod. So, but she was coming, she was giving him his breathing treatment. And then she said an oncologist would be visiting before he went to bed that night. And then I didn't hear anything else about it after that. Mm-hmm. Until two weeks later, I get a phone call from my mom saying that grandpa was on his way back to the hospital because he had coughed up close to half a liter of blood. 
Oof. So I stayed the night with grandma that night. We went to the hospital the next day. And here comes Dr. Elwood. He comes in to say, and mind you, at this point, my grandpa's still sleeping. It's like 930 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa is fighting to wake up and listen to this doctor. And he's like, well, he was like, you know, you got to give me a minute. You got to give me a minute. Dr. Elwood was like, I can't give you a minute. You don't get any more minutes because you're stage four. Jesus. So that night on the drive home from the hospital, I was screaming and cussing at whatever angry man in the sky there is. Telling him to fucking fix it. Yeah. And that if he didn't fix it, he wasn't hurry, fucking real. Hurry, please, hurry, hurry. Yep. And he didn't fix it. <laughs> yeah. So, do what thou wilt with that. If he is there, I am really fucking angry at him. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Another reason I actively went out of my way to marry an atheist. <laughs> because one sentiment I got really sick of, especially like after I miscarried in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like when I miscarried in high school, when my mom's best friend Alice died, and then when my grandpa was dying. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, sweetheart, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Get fucked. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I thought God didn't play fucking favorites. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, he only plays favorites when it comes to suffering? Well, then fuck him. That, Yeah. It's like Lex Luthor said in Batman versus Superman. If God is all powerful, God is not all good. If God is all good, he is not all powerful. Yep. So I won't go as far to call myself an atheist. I hope he's real. Because then the day that I die, I can give him however many years of wrath, rage, and bitterness I have been saving up. Or it could just be Chuck. Chuck? You haven't been keeping up on Supernatural, have you? Uh-uh. Oh my god. Okay, spoiler alert for Supernatural. Have you do you know who Chuck is? The prophet? No? Damn it. I okay. As much as I love Jensen Ackles, mm-hmm. I only got like I think I got through season three and then I got bored. Okay. Well Because that was something I watched with Gabe. Okay, that makes sense. So there's a character in there that was originally considered a prophet. That wrote, um, like, crappy romance-type novels about the guys. Like, that was his way of being a prophet. He would have dreams. And then write, like, those... The novels that are, like, super thick and you buy at Walmart. Yeah. That kind of shit. (laughs) Um, And so they stumble upon him, but... And find out that later he's not a prophet. Mm -hmm. He's actually God. And he's been writing the story the whole time. And, like... This is the final season and they have to fight God. Oh, great. (laughs) So I can't take any concept of like, legitimately now I just think of God as Chuck because that, like, that's what it means to me. It's more mythology that I can consume. So, you know, and that was another thing about Vineyard that left me really bitter. You know, I miscarried in high school and... I went into Vineyard thinking that I was among people I could trust. And Miss Thing, Miss Admin, Mm -hmm. came up to me during prayer ministry and asked why I wasn't praying for people. And I said, because I need prayer. Okay, what's going on? I miscarried. 
and like you saw you saw her face go from like empathy concern to frustration concern mm. and she goes you know i'm gonna have to tell your mom right i know that face i'm like i my mom knows yeah fuck off yeah i'm asking for prayer i'm asking for empathy i'm asking for support mm -hmm. that i know a married woman in my position would have gotten right and then fast forward that summer when they were doing a pro-life ministry thing where they were laying a rose down for every baby that had died that year, mm -hmm. she sent me to go lay a rose down. Fucking bitch. Yep. But tell me again how God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Mm-hmm. So, that was kind of the whole, like, so that was kind of how Xenos and Vineyard tied together. And I'm bitter at both. Yeah. That's why Jimmy and I are celebrating Hanukkah this year. <laughs> well, I'm pagan, so I got out of all of it. <laughs> Although, unfortunately, so many Christian holidays are stolen from multiple places. Some of them pagan, some of them not. It's all complicated, and I'm not going into the history of all of that. Because someone will be angry with me in some way. Um, because, okay, so there was lots of misinformation in, like, the 90s when it came to paganism where people are like, oh, this is super ancient and hi historical and secret and that just isn't true a lot yeah. of the time. Um, so it's hard to get a good read on what that we celebrate is and is not, like, stolen from where. Sure. Um, but, like, Samhain is coming up, and I'm so excited. Samhain is on... Well, by the time this comes out, it'll have passed. It'll be two days after Samhain. But it's this upcoming Saturday, and it's also a full moon, and it's also a blue moon. And it's also the day the time changes. It is? The 31st? Yeah. Yeah. 31st of October. Is that every year that it does that on that day? No? Why? I don't know. It, it usually happens the last weekend of October, like okay. the last Saturday of the month. Oh, okay. That makes sense, then. And since, what do you call it? Samhain. And I call it Halloween. Mm-hmm. Since those fall on the last Saturday of the month, mm -hmm. since that falls on the last Saturday of the month, that's when the time changes too. Nice. So we actually get an extra hour of festivities. That's going to be helpful because I work that day. And so I'm do I. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. It's going to suck more for you though. I'm not third shift anymore, so no it's not. Okay. It's actually, for me. when I was on third shift, falling back was lit. No. It was springing forward that was the nice one. Falling back, you had to work the extra hour. Mm hmm That's unfortunate. Where were we with that? How did that come up? Pagan. Pagan, yes. Pagan. Um, yeah, holidays are interesting for me now. Because yeah. there's one every, like, six weeks. <laughs> and they're all equally important. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so that's super fun. It's okay if I if we are converting to Judaism. I already suck at it because I thought Yom Kippur was a gift-giving holiday, <laughs> and I got my mom a set of Color Street nails for Yom Kippur. <laughs> Maybe you should do some more research and not appropriate Jewish culture. <laughs> Probably, but like, so the whole thing was we were at Target and we saw the Hanukkah stuff, mm -hmm. and. Jimmy said of all of the religions that he's done homework on, Judaism is the one that would work for him the most. Okay. 
but we were just walking by and he joked about getting a yarmulke for Echo, our dog. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, we could do like a bark mitzvah and yeah, like I, I was on board with this because I thought he was kidding. <laughs> oh no. So we are observing Hanukkah this year. Okay. And I don't know about going to temple because I work on Saturday nights, but do what thou wilt. Okay. So it's, it sounds like appropriating, but it's on the grounds that my fiance actually is okay. interested in something and I'm trying to be supportive in it. So I feel it. I feel it. Do what you can. Do what you can. Well, that's what got you to Xenos, so. Yeah. <laughs> In a roundabout way, we're back at the beginning. I know, I don't learn very well, do I? No, you don't. Neither do I. Yeah, my Xenos experience, though. Yeah, um, let's get into it. Well, for one, I'm only going to go into bits of it because I want, I have already asked and we will have Seth on at some point, my buddy. <gasps> yeah, he said Yay! yeah. Yeah, he said he all he likes talking, so of course. I haven't um, seen him in years. Yeah, he has a kiddo now. Oh, it's crazy. Time is such a thief. Uh huh. Um, but I went with him, so I guess to give minor background on that, I was living in Minnesota at the time, and he had a weird experience that we still can't quite understand. Um, minus the people could just be lying. Anyways, he was approached by people in a mall who, like, said that they had seen his tattoos or some sort of shit. And it, we just didn't know. And, like, I was, I was caught up in it. So, of course, I believed it. And I was the only one good Christian that he knew at the time. Like, he called me up even though we hadn't spoken in a while. And I walked him through it. And... I tried to get him to go to Vineyard, but he ended up going to Xenos. And I would, yeah, it was, it was really hard for me not to be like, what the fuck are you doing? You fucking numbskull. Yeah. Um, so when I got back, I did what you did and I went to both. Cause I'm like, this is my buddy. You want to be supportive. I want to be supportive. And I also want to make sure that he's being treated well. Yeah. So I had generally had fun. Like I, I never directly was harmed by Xenos. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoyed the community, but then again, I'm community starved and I'll for sure like, I'll follow anybody like the, I, you shouldn't go saying that. <laughs> what? Which bit? The you'll go following anybody part. <laughs> Pretty sure there was a group of people that drank Kool-Aid because they weren't going to follow anybody, but... Or not Kool-Aid, but whatever the equivalent of the Kool-Aid was. You know, my mom knew somebody who died with them. No shit. Yeah, Branch Davidians is what we're talking about, right? No. I'm not talking about Waco. Okay. I'm talking about Jim Jones. Jim Jones, yeah. They... There's... It wasn't actual Kool-Aid. It was, like, something... Aid. Something yeah, aid, I always not... for, I always forget those two confused, but like, um, because the Branch Davidians were a, a sect of Adventism, like they oh, came from Adventists. Oh. So my mom went to college with someone who died with the Branch Davidians. Oh, 
yeah, I don't know who this person was. I have don't really have any way of finding out any of this information anymore. But yeah, I always get those I feel two confused. Bad now. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I just always get those two confused because I'm like, I know it was one of the big ones, but because what's interesting about that um, ramble, but um, Kevin Smith's Red State. Yeah, I've seen it. Is sort of I I'm assuming sort of based on um, Waco. Yeah. What's funny about that to me is we're we're watching because my husband's a major Kevin Smith fan. We've seen him multiple times. Blah blah. blah. Um, he was talking about how he wants to go and see the cereal factory, the Kellogg cereal factory in Battle mm-hmm. Creek, Michigan. And I'm like, I wonder if he has any clue that like these two things are connected. Yeah. Like he can't. He, like he does. I don't know. It just fascinates me that he's like a, accidentally obsessed. And and why why he went to an Adventist hospital when um he had his heart attack too. I'm I'm gonna be really surprised if Kevin Smith doesn't somehow become an Adventist. <laughs> I don't want him to, but I would laugh my ass off. Oh man! And he's vegan now, so it would work. Huh? I should I should try and convert him <laughs> to a religion that you ran screaming from. Yeah. Oh, so do you want to hear a fun story that will amuse our audience? Yes, I live, breathe, and die for those. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I told you about this. So my dad gave my number to a random pastor. I think you did tell me about this, but jog my memory. Okay, so he gave my number to a pastor at the church that I grew up at, not Vineyard, the Adventist one. And she's, like, newer, and she and her husband work for the church, which is cool. But I just get this random text from her, like, hey, your dad thinks you're cool, basically, I want to go to lunch. Like, I didn't know what to do at first, so I'm like, I don't know what... Like, I know what your angle is. I know what this is going to be. But at the same time, I'm I'm amused by this, so I'm going to go with it. Right. Like, I'll bite. Yeah, plus I mean food. I'll... Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, who's not going to decide to go get some free food? Um, but yeah, we got... We went to Cap City Diner. It was super fun. Like, super good food, at least. I love Cap City. I had not been there. Okay. I got, like, the balsamic chicken. Okay. My brother is obsessed with their Philly cheesesteak. Okay. And I know that because I took a bite of it, and he was really pissed off. (laughs) So I, an hour and a half before work, had to go to Cap City and buy a new Philly cheesesteak for him. Oh. At my mom's demand. Oh, that's fun. Because Isaiah called mom in the middle of the work day... (laughs) Mom! Miranda ate my sandwich! I wake up to 15 missed calls from my mother. Oh my god. Maybe I'm glad I didn't have a sibling. I was going to say, if you still want one, my youngest sibling just turned four. Oh, fun. If you want... No, just kidding. Hayden's a gem. I'm not giving Hayden up. Okay. Uh, find any of my other ex-stepmoms and take some of theirs. No, I'm good. I'm good. Luke um, and John will make your life a living hell. <laughs> I so I go to lunch with this pastor, and so when I think of myself like a 
like from the outside I have certain like everyone has certain opinions of themselves like yeah from the outside looking in um so I had like the conversation in my head of like how I would introduce who I am because that was obviously part going to be part of the conversation like who are sure. you what 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 do you do but then we kind of skipped over that part um because she was more interested in like who I knew mm. in compare like to kind of figure out like where how I was related to the church because she didn't mm. know me I didn't go there anymore um so we go through all that and towards the end uh, well in the middle in the middle she's asking me like why I stopped going to church kind of thing and um like I was actually impressed by this bit because I was open about being queer or sort of I wasn't like explicit it was more she asked about why I stopped going to church and it and I talked about like trans issues and the bible not having a clear say on it and blah 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 um so she actually asked what the church could do better related to that stuff Mm -hmm. i was like well i don't i don't go there anymore so i don't know how your church can do better like i haven't been for seven to ten years not my circus not my monkeys exactly um god i miss saying that as often (laughs) as i did at vineyard (laughs) because it was always a circus uh, yeah, but she was very interested in, like, what, basically, how can I get you back? And I'm tired of those conversations. I don't yeah. think Christians realize how tiring those are and how demoralizing because yeah. you're not respecting my no. You're not respecting my no, and what am I worth to you outside of a, con- a convert? Yeah. Like, what is, would you be having lunch with me if I were just a church member? Or would you be taking my opinion seriously if I were already a church member? Yeah. Well, I think I'm, my name's technically still on the books. My old name. Whatever. Um, I could go set the church on fire for you. <laughs> no, so my old uh, coven high priestess left a scathing note after my mom's memorial. Oh. Because <laughs> the pastor... Okay, so... I'm not sure I disagree with what the pastor did necessarily, but it just, it was weird. So as part of the memorial for my mom, he said something about like, of course she would want everyone to have a relationship with Jesus, blah, 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 blah. And like, if you have, if you've walked away, come back kind of thing. And so, um, my high priestess, like, wrote a note and I don't know what it said exactly but basically being like don't guilt someone whose parent has just died oh she feed <laughs> I was like thank you wow yeah cause I mean it was uh, there was no one else there that wasn't Christian besides me right it was like who else could you have been targeting yeah um and I and I know I know my mom would have been fine with it and that's the part that's complicated is, like... Sure. That probably would have been her wish, but that's not the time to tell somebody yeah, or remind no. them. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, the... I get to the part where um, I'm explaining who I am with this pastor. 
and talking about like, oh, I do variety shows. I hang out with drag queens and burlesque dancers and comedians and I'm a poet and I'm pagan. So I go and do these things with these people and I go to concerts. So I have friends here because what she was specifically trying to do and you'll you'll recognize this is she was trying to poke the holes in my community. Yeah. She was trying to find somewhere I was lacking so that she could boost yep. that boost that uh, plus or whatever. Yeah. Um, that advantage of being in church. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really kind of funny because she's she asked um, very directly, like, so you're 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 covered basically like you're covered in community. Like, yeah, I'm good. Yep. I I have found people outside of church that love me for who I am, not for what they want me to be. Yep. And that looks weird to church people, but I'm happy. So, whatever. Um, I'm allowed to be happy without church. Yeah, I'm allowed to be happy without church. I'm allowed to forge my own path, and it doesn't have to look like yours. Right. Well, I think, and that was always my mom's biggest thing, because my mom believes in God. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she believes in the vineyard idea of God. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like the model of religion, of organized religion. She doesn't like that she is expected to show up to church every Sunday and be social. Yeah. And that she doesn't like the expectation that if you believe in God, you're in church. Mm. I think, like, if vineyard was not what vineyard was, I think she really would have liked it because they do focus more on the relationship with God aspect, mm-hmm. not the organized religion. Yeah. But mom could not get over the money-hungry appearance. Yeah. She was like, why does a church need a bookstore that sells CDs, and why does it need a cafe where a muffin is $3? Yeah. And her other thing was, like, all of the retreats that we did. Mm-hmm. She was like, why does a church need to send kids to Hillsdale, Michigan for a weekend for $300? Yeah. It wasn't really $300. It was like 100 at best when we were in middle school. Yeah. Now, inflation may have changed the prices when we got to high school, but I don't know because after the second year of her saying no, I just stopped asking about Cloud9 altogether. Gotcha. So, I and that was always mom's biggest thing was like, with Vineyard, it was money hungry. With the church that in New Albany that we started out in, that she grew up in, mm-hmm. it was the hypocrisy. She and my dad weren't allowed to get married at that church because dad wasn't a member of that church. Mm. And then eventually grandma went in and, and like begged the pastor. His name was Chuck. Ironically. <laughs> back, back to Chuck. Grandma begged Chuck and he said, yes, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then he was talking about, well, what do you want to do for your reception? Oh, you know, we just wanted to like dance and have cake and ice cream and. Bad dancing. No, no, it wasn't the dancing. It was the music. Oh. He did not want secular music of any kind. Not even oh. piano music with no words. Okay. If it wasn't religious or spiritual pieces, he did not want it played at that church for the reception. Wow. So my mom's reception ended up being at the VFW Hall in Johnstown. Okay. It was still really nice. It was, it was like, from what I remember, it was a lot of fun. She and Dad danced their asses off. That's good. But then a week later, during service, Chuck's son was on stage rapping. Oh my god. Pretty sure rap is a secular form of music. 
And that was when mom decided she was done with church. Yeah. Because it was always going to be something like that. And she also told me this story about how one day when she was a kid at that church, someone's son had kicked her in the leg or pushed her off her bike or something physical that left her shins all torn up. Mm -hmm. And she went and told on him and they did nothing. Oh, wow. So then when she punched him in the face the next time he did it, she got in trouble. Of course. And so that was why the Brandon thing hit such a nerve for her. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because the only reason Brandon got off any degree easier was because his grandpa was the manager of the bookstore. His mom at one point was the manager of the cafe. Like, he was somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And mom hated that about church. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how big or how small the church is. You have your somebodies, you have your nobodies. Mm -hmm. And in her mind, that's not how God operates. Yeah. So, the the older I get, the more I realize that I I might just be more like my mom than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, fuck Xenos, or dwell. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Seth on here to give us some more personal, historical bullshit. Yes. So, do we want to get into this god-awful book? Yes, we do. Do we want to do a quick teaser and then... I like teasing. It's I fun. like teasing. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that on air. I was going to say something about what we were talking about earlier about teasing, but, oh. I, <laughs> but I can't Ooh. say that on air. Juicy. Juicy. Okay. So where do we want to start with? Well, first off, let's talk about this book and how we know about it. So Purity Small Group, uh, we were given, well, didn't we We were given workbooks and these books to go along with the workbooks. But the workbook is in the back. Uh, well, Hillary. Did they they make us workbooks? Hillary Faye had a whole ass workbook that was meant to go with that. Oh. I don't know if Mrs. M gave that to Hillary Faye or if Hillary Faye went to Lifeway and bought it herself. I think she probably bought it herself because this is the only thing I ever had. Yeah. So, for... Because it's a podcast, I will describe the beautiful book cover. It is pink, of course. Because all girls only love the color pink, as I'm putting purple nail polish on. (laughs) And it's called Every Young Woman's Battle by Shannon Etheridge and Stephen... Arterburn. I thought it said afterburn. (laughs) Arterburn. No, if he had anything to do with this book, afterburn is what his wife feels after intercourse. (laughs) That's great. (coughs) And there's a lovely lower half of a human, femme-presenting human, in hippie pants. Uh, We call those bell-bottoms. Well, I was looking at the the crocheted part. That was what it was in hippie pants. Yeah, you're not wrong. Brady they're, bunch pants. They're bell bottoms with crochet on them, and they are quite beautiful. I would I would wear those pants, honestly. Well, here's the so the tagline for the book. So the title is "Every Young Woman's Battle," and then the tagline for it is "Guarding Your Mind, Heart, and Body in a Sex Saturated World." Now, this has companions for both men, young mm-hmm. and adult, mm-hmm. and adult women. Let's look at the taglines for the other companion books. Okay. So for every man's battle, every adult man's battle, winning the war on sexual temptation, one victory at a time. 
every woman's battle, discovering God's plan for sexual and emotional fulfillment. Because, you know, cis men evidently only care about victory and winning conquests, whereas women are only touchy-feely right. oh, and sensitive. Right. I need fulfillment! <laughs> okay, you get fulfillment from a dick. Or a dildo, in some cases. Whatever. We'll get Fingers into Fingers work, too. Fingers do work. Wonderfully, I might add. Especially when they play guitar. God. Damn it, oh. Jared. <laughs> and then every young man's battle. Strategies for victory in the real world of sexual temptation. So again, the focus here is that cis women or them people mm -hmm. will not face temptation. Nope. Right. That we are forced into a sexual saturated world that is beyond fixing. And that anything that happens to us sexually is kind of our fault. Not necessarily our fault, but done to us. Yeah. And whereas cis men mm -hmm. are allowed to be victims of temptation. Right. Yeah, just ask Brock Turner how he was a victim of fucking temptation. So let's read the back. Thanks, Shannon Etheridge, for being a real pick-me girl. <laughs> so I'm going to read the back. Guys aren't the only ones fighting a battle for purity. <laughs> the world you live in promotes sex as the answer to just about everything. But does it? Really? Most of the time in media, sex complicates shit. It doesn't make it better. Anyways, the pressure to go along with the crowd is greater than ever before, and it's easy to compromise in little ways that are a lot more harmful than they seem. Oh my god. <laughs> you and your friends may, may become caught up in destructive relationships or sexual activities without even knowing how you got there. Gag. I mean, the only reason um, the only reason you wouldn't know how you got there is if it was non-consensual. So I think that that is wrong. That but moving is on, not correct. <laughs> you just want to be normal, to fit in, to be liked, to look attractive to the opposite sex. But are you paying too high a price? Sounds like an infomercial. Yeah, like here's a quick fix for all of your teenage girl problems that will be gone when we decide they are because we're. Funded by body image issues. Okay. Oh, God. Ooh. It's late. The counter this counterpart to the award-winning Every Young Man's Battle can help you learn how the sexual battle begins in your heart and mind, understand your hunger for attention from guys, recognize and avoid the po potential pitfalls awaiting young women on the journey toward adulthood and possible marriage, Find out how the media, novels, fashion, internet chat rooms, and body and beauty obsessions influence your sexual choices and what you can do about it. Okay, but wait a second. Don't they tell us how we're supposed to dress? Yes. Okay, just checking. Next, guard your mind, heart, and body against sexual and emotional compromise. Deeper, develop a deeper, more satisfying level of intimacy with God. Whether you have so far protected yourself emotionally and sexually, feel that you've been robbed of your purity, or have given in to temptation in some way, this book can help you achieve or reclaim sexual integrity. It can also guide you through the temptations and pressures of young adulthood while demonstrating how you can live your life to the fullest without regrets. You want to dig in? Next episode.
Oh, wait, we got to give him a little bit. We got to give him a little something, something. That was the little something, something. Oh, come on. You're pressuring me and I'm guarding my heart from it. Fine. And on that note, consent is essential, everybody.